The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. If you'd like to join the show, we'd love to have you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So glad you are here with me today. A lot of stuff to talk about, of course. Uh, we always have a lot of stuff to talk about uh, this this. This good old world that we have uh, continues to thrill and, what can I say, disappoint on a regular basis, which is unfortunately. So, uh, all of that stuff, we've got a great black fact coming up for you here in just a moment. Uh, The heat has been, if you're down south, those of you who are listening to the show for the first time outside of your listening area we emanate from little rock arkansas uh down south as we like south (laughs) s-o-u-f and uh that's where we are today uh and the the heat has been insufferable last night of course uh, or i guess you'd say yesterday we got some uh thunderstorms which was fantastic love that by the way Needed that, by the way, but uh, they're expecting, and we haven't gotten into what we call the dog days of summer, which is mid and late August. I remember those days back in the day because I was outside a lot of that time practicing football two weeks before school started. And I played for Little Rock Central in high school, and we had black helmets. Need I say more? Okay. Need I say more? All right. No, I won't say more. All right. So, uh, so we'll. I'm just saying. So it's been it's it's been pretty warm uh, around here as of late. But hopefully, uh, we're gonna get a reprieve here real soon, which would be fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, it will be fantastic. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and uh, go from there uh, as we move forward. A lot of stuff to talk about today, as I said. Um, You know, you heard a lot about what happened in Highland Park. Did you know there were some other shootings that went on and the same amount of people were killed? You hadn't heard nothing about it? Did y'all know that? I'm, I'm asking for a friend. Hmm. We'll talk about that. And if you hadn't seen the no-knock warrant where they raided children, 
in Chicago. Got to follow up on that. We've talked about this before on the show. And there's some new news that has come out, which is fascinating. And by the way, I'm going to describe to you, not in gory detail, but I have a picture of a young man who was shot 60 times. I'm going to tell you where every one of the bullets hit. All right? By the way, why is Fox News trying to practice critical race theory on Thomas Jefferson? Hmm. That's a good question. In fact, why are all of these so-called historians and white people trying to change history now? Oh, we don't want slavery. Just call it slavery. In, we'll call it involuntary servitude. What's up with this? All right. Oh, don't forget, satanic prayers are coming to your football game this fall. You asked for it. Now you're going to get it. <laughs> and by the way, and last but not least, don't we have to be concerned about all of a sudden these so-called Republicans are trying to identify heroes who stopped the coup? Hear what I just said. So apparently Pat Cipollone is saying that Mike Pence deserves the Medal of Freedom. I'm going to say he's a damn lie. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're going to talk about all of that and more coming up here in just a moment. But before we do anything, <laughs> sometimes I laugh at myself. I'm serious. Um... Before we do anything, we've got to do black facts. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Dynamic black facts. Our culture, our history, our people. How racist white America has always told black people that they're lazy, welfare babies, and that we want something for free. Just get off your lazy butt and get off of unemployment and get a job. Well, watch this video I made for you, and I'll be back. In 1935, Congress passed the Social Security Act, which gave us programs like unemployment insurance. The federal government ran the Social Security program and the states ran the unemployment program. Both were social insurance programs, whereas workers paid into trust funds via a payroll tax, and this made them eligible for the benefits. Both programs excluded domestic workers and agricultural workers. Just so we're clear. This would encompass 65% of the black workforce and only 27% of the white workforce at the time. Lest we forget, this is during the Great Depression, which seems bad for everyone involved, right? Wrong. While this recession was hard on everyone, the farmers really made out like bandits to the tune of $1.5 billion. In 1935, the income generated by farms was 50% higher than it was in 1932, which was partly due to government programs such as the agriculture Adjustment Act, which was an act that paid farmers not to produce. Yes, I said it. It paid farmers not to work so they could raise prices on their products, which allowed farmers to fire their agricultural workers who were not privy 
to getting unemployment insurance. Sucks, right? By the way, if you guessed that black farmers were excluded from this program on purpose, you would be correct. They had to fight through the Great Depression without any funding from the government. But white people received a lot of money, a lot of free money that black people paid taxes into. Sounds familiar? Sounds like welfare to me. Sounds like somebody's lazy and getting paid off the government teeth for doing nothing to me. Hmm. Once again, projection. So let's recap, shall we? White America created a social welfare program that mostly benefited white people. As soon as the majority of black people were allowed to apply for this program in 1950, they turned it into a negative thing. Once when welfare was about survival and helping its citizens, they turned it into an entitlement program. Never mind the fact that it had been around since 1935 and 73% of white people were on it. It wasn't an entitlement program then. Fast forward 65 years after the Social Security Act was passed, it's now the year 2000. And the U.S. government comes out with a study saying this act was not racist because white folks were harmed by it as well. This is true, but those white people were sacrificed because they hated black folks just that much. Don't believe me? Come on. You know I brought the facts. Let's get it. You see, the proof that there was racist intent behind the exclusion is evident in a political devil's bargain that Northern Democrats made with Southern Democrats, aka segregationists. In order to get enough votes in Congress to pass most of the New Deal legislation, Northern Democrats had to give Southern Democrats the means to exclude black people from receiving benefits because an economically empowered black worker posed a political threat to Southerners and an existential threat to segregationist social structures. The bill was designed to exclude black workers and enable southern states to further exclude them. It was a political necessity. So yes, the majority of black people were excluded from these welfare programs from 1935 to 1950. And once we got on them or became eligible to even apply for them, it became a lazy entitlement program. What was it before? So all these years, black folks have been called welfare babies, lazy, all the while. White people were receiving free money and land not to work, to sit on their butts and fire everybody. And you want to talk to us about laziness? No, I think you should turn around and look at grandma, grandpa, mom, dad. Those are the ones whom you should be talking to when you call somebody lazy. After all, the programs were created by them and for them. Not until it was released to everybody was it then considered an entitlement program. Hmm. I'm starting to find a common thread here. If it benefits the majority of white people, it's not an issue. If it benefits all Americans, there's a problem. We've got to label it something negative so that we can get most of Americans to stop supporting it. Just sad. What are you guys so afraid of? We're just brilliant. Hmm. Those in power will never celebrate our brilliance. For more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people, on joinetradio.com. And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568. And I'll hook you up with a nice advertising package. Uh, tell you what, on tomorrow's show, we're expecting to throw you a curveball and talk to uh, a young lady who is doing some great things here in the city of Little Rock. And if you're into fashion, you want to hear this show, I'm going to talk to Stephanie Hobbs. And see what she's doing with her business and so on and so forth. But anyway, so that was a great black fact. And the reason I want to tell you that is because, number one, and it's going to segue into, the, into this Fox News story, 
okay? Uh, but the point I'm, that they're making is, just like at the end of the Civil War where the Freedmen's Bureau was set up, and we know now that they actually paid slave owners reparations for each slave that they lost, yet the people that were enslaved got nothing. That's a fact. The Freedmen's Bureau was nothing more than a, a, a house of, of financial ill repute, if I can be kind. What it was set up to do was nowhere near what it ended up doing, which was nothing to help black people at the end of the Civil War and the turn of the century. Okay? So, as you heard him talk about how programs were basically set up specifically for white people and written into laws that affected certain socioeconomic groups, mainly black people, okay? So when you tell me that we don't deserve reparations, as I've said over and over again on this show, when you go back and you listen and you, you study the history of what America did specifically for black, against black people, they didn't target any other group more so the way they targeted black people. Now, I'm not trying to say whose misery was worse, the Native Americans or black people, but let's be realistic. I think we know the answer to that. Each was atrocious. Each was horrendous. It was beyond morality of a people who claimed that they worshiped a God who loved everybody. When we know now that was false, what they were doing. And what they were saying. And what they were preaching. And what they were teaching. We know now. But the point I'm trying to make here. Is, is this. Is that everything. That is in American culture. Was based on race. Go back and do the history. It was based on race. It was a way to target. Black people. This has been, when you look at it, it's scary. It's almost as if they already knew that 2042 was going to happen. And I keep referring back to that cartoon uh, in a paper that came out, I believe, 19, I mean, excuse me, 1857, with a white cowboy standing over a dead black baby. He has a knife in one hand and a pistol and a smoking pistol in the other hand. And his caption was, I have to kill you because you're going to grow up and rule me. It's almost like they knew <coughs> the power of melanin. And they sought to do everything that they can, they could. They sought to codify it in law any way that they possibly could to try and and make sure that black people were not being taken care of. We're not being treated fairly as if uh, with others. It's it's a scary proposition. So when anyone tells you that you don't deserve reparations, then you're a fool to listen to them. 
why not a note on this? Because this is what I'm talking about when when you hear people, white people, trying to change history. This is Fox News, and of course, we don't expect we don't. I don't expect anything credible out of Fox News. I'm just gonna be real with you, okay? So don't don't ever think or get it twisted that I do. But this is about Thomas Jefferson. And we know Thomas Jefferson and what he did or didn't do. Okay? We know that. All right? We know that Thomas Jefferson, although wrote a great document, but apparently didn't believe in the document. What he meant to say was all white men were created equal because... Clearly, he didn't believe all men were created equal. He created equal. He didn't believe that because he had slaves. Thomas Jefferson had over 600 slaves, as a matter of fact. Over 600. And also raped them. Sally Hemmings was his concubine. By the way, was his wife's half-sister. Whom my mother had been raped. This was Thomas Jefferson. So this is what your founding fathers don't want you to know. This is why they don't, they stopped teaching history a long time ago. Because see, if you understand a person's history, then you can almost understand them. So here's Fox News. It's, it's comical. Listen to this. Wokeness, Jefferson's legacy dissed in his own home. What are we talking about? Well, you can go to Monticello. You can see the house that Jefferson designed, where his library was, where he read and wrote some of those famous words in our country's history. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Well, if you actually go there today and take a tour, the story you hear of Thomas Jefferson, it's not about that. <laughs> it's about how terrible Thomas Jefferson was because he was a slave owner. And all of us here have acknowledged, you, you acknowledge all parts of the past, good and bad, but they've made it in a one-sided point of view that makes Thomas Jefferson the bad guy in his own home. And the uh, Post is writing about it this morning. Right, and that's not really caring about uh, people, who, people who are going on vacation to these places. They want to feel good about America. There's a reason why you stop at Monticello or any of these other houses. I, I, went, I went to uh, James Madison's house and also experienced something very similar to this. Um, the sign when you walk into Monticello, by the way, says, is all men are created equal being lived up today in our country? When will we know when it is? And so then after you leave this, the, the museum tour, which again makes you feel guilty and not so great about America, at the end, Joey, there's a gift shop where you can buy uh, Kendi, um, what's his Ibram name? X Ibram, yeah. Ibram X. Kendi's, um, you know, How to Be a Racist, a, How to Not Be a, a Racist, racist book. Who yes. writes books about hating white people. Right, and all of these sort of books that are damning of America and, and suggesting that we're still a racist country are for sale in the gift shop. Well, number one, I think Kamala Harris wrote that sign because it kind of says the same thing over over three times. And I don't really understand it yet. So listen, this is an interesting topic because there's it's really a matter of perspective. I have no problem whatsoever 
with, uh, with, with building up and telling the story of the slaves that lived and worked at Monticello, with explaining that none of this was possible without their forced labor, with, without, you can go into that, and, it, and you should, I do believe you should, because that is a part of our story. If you want to tell a story, tell the whole story. But if you're tearing down Thomas Jefferson, mm. you're not doing it for the truth of history, you're doing it because you want to tear down his work. And we have people that go on, I think it's actually the, the book you were just talking about. He goes on and says the Constitution is stupid. You know, I, I can't yep. remember, I believe that's who it was. I can't remember. But they go on CNN, they go on these other networks, they say the Constitution's out, outdated, it's antiquated, the Second Amendment doesn't mean the way the Supreme Court has interpreted it to mean. It doesn't. Um, but this is, that was Fox News. <laughs> you have to understand what's going on here. Is that see they don't want to tell the real story of Thomas Jefferson. They don't they don't want people to understand you oh and, and then he tries to clean it up. Or you know, I believe that you should be able to tell that. Oh, that's good. But how can you not? This man owned six hundred slaves. Six hundred. So because he favored Sally Hemings. How many other young girls did Thomas Jefferson rape? You can't, you got, look, if you're going to tell it all like you said, then let's tell it all. Let's tell it all. And any of those men who owned slaves, including George Washington, who played with the Manumission Society, because if you stayed in a certain state for a period of time and you were a slave, you became a free man. George Washington knew this. So he had a certain slave that he liked. So he would always take him into, I believe it was Massachusetts. And just before the time frame ran out for him to become a free man, he would take him back into a slave-owning state. Now, I understand the reverence you guys have about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. But let's be clear. Black people were afforded no rights until amendments was added. Hello? That was Thomas Jefferson. That was James Madison, Ben Franklin, George Washington. All of those men at the 1789 Continental Convention, by the way, where the Second Amendment was adopted because Patrick Henry and his ilk were afraid that because there were more slaves than there were white people and slaves were revolting, they needed to be able to form their own militias and have their own weapons. Did y'all know that? Hello. So let's be clear here. Trying to whitewash history, trying to call slaves involuntary servitude, we're not going to stand for that. And at the end of the day, yes, you owe us reparations. Every damn penny. Everywhere you look in American society, it I mean, I just gave you a stark example of racism in America. 
from the beginning of the Constitution, that black fact was about the welfare laws that was enacted in 1935 due to the Depression where they purposely excluded black people and wrote the laws so that black people could not benefit and also paid farmers to fire, to basically not produce, which ultimately ended up firing the black people who were agricultural workers at the time but could not draw unemployment. This country is rife with bigotry and racism. And I may go to my dying bed, but at some point, you all are going to have to pay the piper. It's long overdue. There is no argument against it. You can make some fake arguments like, well, I'm not benefiting from being uh, uh, a slavery. You're a damn lie. Everything you have today is because of slavery. Without that free labor, America is not in the position that it is in today. So I don't want to hear that mess about I'm not benefiting from slavery. And not only that, you benefit when you go and get a car loan. You benefit when you go and get a a mortgage. You benefit when you get the job as opposed to the black guy. It's called white privilege. You benefit because you're not redlined. You're not gerrymandered. Yes, you benefit because of who you are, your whiteness. Yes, sir. Reparations are in order. We're on Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joynetradio.com. W. Coleman, host of Black Focus Radio and the weekly sports magazine. We here at joinedradio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to joinedradio.com for the program lineup, and while there, be sure to make a donation. Then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about Joined Radio And if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show, let the professional writers and producers here at joinedradio.com help you get the word out. Call me at 615-554-0568 for more details. In the meantime, stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinedradio.com. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. 
David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you'll shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. If you want to uh, get on the show, email blackfocusradio at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, just search that name. I'm there. And also download the podcast. Just go out to your favorite podcast platform and download Black Focus Radio. I should say, search for Black Focus Radio first and download it, play it, share it, whatever you want to do with it. All right. So we've heard about the massacre that took place in Highland Park, Illinois, right? Terrible. Terrible. What if I tell you that two massacres took took place during the 4th of July holiday? And why are you hearing about one and didn't hear about the others? Hmm. Interesting. I'm just asking a question. Because this speaks to what I I, I was basically saying somewhat last hour is that the value of black life is is nil. And ultimately, it's, it's up to us to decide how we want to value our own lives because it's clear that the federal government does not. Okay, so let me just give an example. July 4th weekend in Chicago, at least eight people were killed and 66 were injured by gun violence. Now, this young lady, Angela Gregg, who last year had her son, Killed by uh, her four-year-old son, by the way, killed by a stray bullet. And she was amazed that she thought that 
the outrage would be such because this was a four-year-old kid that was killed by a stray bullet, and there would be outrage in the city and across the nation. By the way, her name is Angela Gregg. Her son's name was Michael. There was no outrage. And she wonders why. Remember, I told you Thomas Jefferson when he wrote the Declaration of Independence and all of them, those so-called founding fathers who sat in on drafting the Constitution, whereas in its words, if lived up by its, its real meaning, would be a wonderful document. But we cannot help to, but to think about those men who wrote that document, how they participated and profited from slavery. They didn't care about those people, quote unquote. And what Greg and the community activists are saying is pretty clear, and I'm going to read you this graph. It says, they aren't comparing which tragedy is worse and stand in solidarity with the people of Highland Park community. They just want to see the same compassion and urgency to find answers as soon as seen in Highland Park and in South and West Sides, where they say there is almost an expectation and acceptance of gun violence with little attention or resources paid. According to Chicago police data, the city of Chicago saw a 53% decrease in homicides this year compared to last 4th of July weekend. But residents say that doesn't ease the sense of exasperation they felt following the past weekend, this past weekend's of gun violence. In 2021, Chicago experienced one of the deadliest years in the last quarter century with almost 800 homicides. MJ was among the youngest victims, Michael, that is, the young man, the four-year-old. In the summer alone, 1,606 people were shot in a three-month period. So what's the point of this story? Because I think we need to pay attention. We should have been paying attention. But the problem is that no one cares because those are black bodies. And see, at the end of the day, now that we're getting a good idea of what the conspiracy theorists have been plotting, and we're going to talk about January 6th here later on in the show, now that we're getting a pretty good idea of what they've been plotting, we understand now, more so than any other time, that these people are prone to do anything. And they don't care if black people are killing black people. What we've got to start doing is caring about us killing black people. That's the key here. We've got to start paying attention to that. And once we pay attention to that, then we solve a lot of our own problems. Because if we stop killing one another, that means that we start loving one another. And that means when we start loving one another, that means we start supporting one another. And then that means our dollars begin to flow within our own communities. And that's how 
we become successful. But I have another example for you of, of what I mean by they really don't care about black people. Okay? And again, unfortunately, this, this too happened in Chicago. And it is about a no-knock warrant. And we've talked about no-knock warrants before on the show. And this one could have been worse than what it was, but the trauma that, that was left over, it just makes you want to scream. So let's listen to this, and we're going to listen to the entire thing because I want you to get the crux of what I'm talking about. You're inside a police car on Chicago's south side. A team of officers zeroes in on a house. 14 heavily armed cops. On the hunt for a heroin dealer with the street name Pina. Did anybody knock? No. They just came in? But they are breaking into the wrong home. And all they find are innocent children. They had guns to our face. 14-year-old Savannah in the purple shirt hits the ground. You are looking at the back end of a high-powered rifle. Lying next to her, still in his school uniform, is her 7-year-old brother, JJ. He was stunned at the sight of an assault rifle. They had their finger on a trigger. In another room, their 11-year-old sister Talia is face down, surrounded by more weapons. Their mother, Crystal Archie, watches for the first time what happened to her children. She was on her way home from work when the raid happened back in April of 2019. Relax, relax. Please do not show me. You're fine, you're fine. You know who's on the floor right there? Can you tell who's on the floor? My daughter is on the floor. I can hear her. I can hear her. Yo. I can hear her yelling. And you just see the guns at the back of her head. Her oldest child, Savannah, was babysitting. Come on, get up. Get up. Get up. They're handling heavy artillery it would have taken one slip of of your finger and my children would not be here we don't want to see that happen we don't want to erode the trust with the the community now for the first time chicago police are talking about the disturbing trend the cbs2 investigators exposed which includes more than 23 children who say police pointed guns at them during wrong raids. Where did they point the gun at you? Um, I wanted to say like right here, but you know, like straight at it. Where did they point the rifles? It was like around that game. When you saw some of the stories, what did you feel for some of these kids? Based on the way that the, the footage was, you felt, you felt bad for them. Chicago Police Lieutenant Matthew Klein and risk manager Michelle Morris. Let's be clear, no child should have a gun pointed in his face. They say the department is now adding training for officers to deal with children and creating a new search warrant policy aimed at protecting kids from trauma during raids. How are you going to deal with children? We're making sure that if we know children to be present, that 
in our operational planning that it's discussed that there's going to be children in here. What good is the plan if the officer, the affiant who's getting the warrant hasn't independently verified, double-checked and triple-checked the informant's information to make sure you're actually going into the right apartment or the right home? Are there some that are not being done to the standards that we have? Absolutely. And and that's being addressed. Lieutenant Klein says there will be more oversight of the search warrant approval process, including a requirement mandating all officers run the proper public record checks through their information center at police headquarters to make sure they are rating the right addresses. Things fell through the cracks and they didn't realize that that was the proper way to obtain this information. Repeated failures to get addresses right, leaving behind a trail of trauma. Just a and still, the city is refusing to track these wrong raids, covering up just how big the problem really is. The little bit of data the CBS2 investigators forced the city to release shows, since 2016, police executed 6,800 search warrants. In nearly 3,000 cases, not a single arrest was made. We can't tell you how many of those 3,000 were wrong raids, because tonight, even with the new policy in place, they admit they still have no method to track these kinds of wrong raids. Are you creating any kind of a database for that, for those types of raids? It has not currently been contemplated, but, but I, don't, I mean, it might be in the future. And while they still won't track all the wrong raids, there are changes requiring body cameras are rolling from start to finish at every single new raid. It must be on the entire time. At what point in the raid are they supposed to turn them off? When they leave. Which brings us back to the Archie raid, where we found the raid team cut their body cameras off after only three minutes. In fact, police stopped recording right after the cameras captured something happening to the children that's not only outrageous, might even be illegal. Hey, just tell us, if, do you know where the stuff's at? Because if you can tell us that, then we're out of here. And with no parent present... Hey, right here. Hold your hands like your sister. No, like this. Hold your hands like this. All three of you. Continue questioning. Remember, this is the wrong house, and they never even heard of the guy named in the warrant. So we stop selling out of here? We stop keeping it here? Who? Whoever keeps it here? We never, we never had it. The children say the interrogation continued, followed by a search of the home. But there's no body camera video of that because the sergeant in charge gave this order. If everybody's secure, we can kill cameras. The kids say when the police left, they told them they would return. And there was a real fear from the children that they might come back. Absolutely. I've literally walked into the apartment and I just cry. And there's no way to feel about going home. And that's my life now. Three weeks after that raid, police raided the family's home again. We can't show you what happened that time because we are told none of those officers used body cameras. It's been 10 months since those raids and no one from Internal Affairs or the Civilian Office of Police Accountability, the agency that investigates police misconduct, has reached out to interview Crystal Archie or her kids. The Archies filed a federal lawsuit against CPD about six months ago. So Dave Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you think cops are heroes, gotcha. Because they're not. They're not by any stretch of the imagination. Let's make something clear here.
that they raided the wrong house. They were looking for a heroin dealer. Okay? They raided the wrong house. And instead of gracefully apologizing, which you traumatize those kids, which with, with they, and although you all didn't see the video, they raided the house and they had automatic weapons. Vest uh, and helmets on. They traumatized these kids. And it was said that we probably have the wrong house. But they continued and started questioning these kids about a suspect that they didn't even know. Unbelievable. And, and then, to make it even worse, they cut off their body cameras, as he said, three, three minutes in. So we don't know what happened after that. And then they, and they knew they were in the wrong house. I, I, I mean, that's what boggles my mind about this. And, but the story goes on to say that there were 2,900 and something arrest, I mean, warrants, search warrants issued, and there were no arrests. Somebody's getting some bad information. And they could find at least 23 no-knock warrants where police were pointing guns at children. What do you bet that that squad was predominantly white? You see, you, you ask the question, why, do, why does the black community hate the police? See, that story is not the exception when you interact with police and you're black. That's most of the time the rule. Every black man worries about when they encounter a police, whether or not they're going to live to tell about it. Every one of us does. And I said us. I fear the police. I, I don't want to talk to them. They are not my. I, I, have, I have relatives that are police officers. Those are the only police I know. That I talk to. Out in the public. I ain't trying to. Hey man. Now there are a couple of them. Willie Davis is a great guy here in the Little Rock area. But at the end of the day. He's still a cop. I hate to say that. And that trust has been eroded. Because of some of the actions of what all these other police do. And look, <clears throat> let's say percent, that's only 10% of the force. The problem is that they never suffer the consequences. You know, they say no man is above the law. And people are talking about Donald Trump and, oh, Donald Trump is above the law. Police are above the law. They're the only ones that can kill under murky circumstances and get away with it. Resign. They don't. They don't go to jail. They rarely go to jail. Some of them do, when the outrage is such. But we're going to talk about these these sixty shots here in a moment. <laughs> Will those people go to jail? Police are sovereign citizens. They are the only ones that can break the law and not suffer the consequences. Eight five 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 two five. 5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. 
When I come back, I want to talk about 60 shots. Tell you where they landed. Okay? And I think, I think there's going to be an open casket. We'll see. Anyway, we'll be back in a moment. Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. This segment, we're going to talk about 60 shots. It was really 90. It was really disgusting, to be totally honest. But as I was telling you last uh, last segment, police are the only people who are allowed to kill people and get away with it. 
they are the only people in America that are above the law. And I think, I think black people, well, I know black people have been saying this for decades because, you know, they used to say black people would tell their white friends that their sons and daughters were being harassed and beaten up by police and their white friends wouldn't believe them. Even though they saw them bumps and bruises on little Johnny's head. Then Rodney King happened. The videotape came into play. That changed the whole dynamics. So what black people have been telling the world and white people for decades was starkly in their faces. And many of those police got off. Okay? I'm just letting you all know that police are the only sovereign citizens that we have here. And Jalen Walker, by the way, who was shot 60 times. Funeral was, well, they had a veering and the funeral was Wednesday. Last Wednesday. And they decided to leave the casket open. Similar to what Mamie Till did with Emmett Till. By the way, that story is back in the news. If you hadn't, Catherine Dunham, who was the accuser, there was a, a warrant for her arrest issued, but never carried out because she participated in kidnapping. What does that say, by the way? If they issued a warrant for her arrest for kidnapping, that person that issued that warrant had some idea that what had happened to Emmett Till was illegal. That's another story. Mamie Till Mobley opened the casket and opened our eyes, said Chris, Christopher D'Angelo Benson, president of the Emmett Till and Mamie Till Mobley Institute. She made sure we could never look away again. Benson is a co-author of the book with Till's cousin, the Reverend Wheeler Parker Jr., said the veering of Till, Till's remains shows there is nothing more impacting than actually seeing the evidence of racial atrocity, mass shooting, or police abuse. He goes on to say, and I think this is profound, it is vital that we do not avert our gaze, that we keep our focus on the ultimate objective, justice. And the reason I think that's so profound and we, we, we need to examine that is because we as a black community have become desensitized to police brutality. It's, 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 it's like a sitcom. It's like a weekly show now that it's almost like, well, when is the next one going to happen? We cannot... It is, a, it is vital that we do not avert our gaze, that we keep our focus on the ultimate object, objective, justice. My dear friend Robert, he doesn't watch those police brutality uh, pieces anymore. That's exactly what they want you to do. They want you to understand that, hey, this is, this is normal. We're going to whoop y'all ass. We're going to kill you. We're going to shoot you. We're going to do whatever we want to do to y'all. And y'all can't do nothing about it. Don't look over here, boy. Look away. We. It is vital that we do not avert our eyes. 
that we keep our focus on the ultimate objective, justice. We cannot look away. We cannot ignore what happened to those children in Chicago. We cannot, we, we, we cannot, we cannot ignore what happened to Jalen Walker. 60 shots. Lower torso. Just show you. Left arm. Let's start with the left arm. He has five shots in his left arm. Four in his left forearm. One in his muscle area. On his right arm, he has five shots. Two in the same place, lower forearm. One in the elbow. And two in his muscle area as well. You go on up on his left shoulder. You go up. Actually, he has eight shots because there are three more that goes up to his shoulder. The same on the right side. So just in his arms alone, he has 16 shots. Then around his midriff, he has one, two, three, four, five, eight. In his stomach area, 11. 12, 13, 14, 15. It's 31 shots right there just in his stomach area. I'm looking at a diagram and just in the stomach area. One, two, four, six in his chest area. Three more in his lower neck or upper chest, right below his, his collarbone. Then he has one, two, three in his neck. One in his right lower chin. One in his left cheek. One right above his right lip. One right below his eye. Two in his eye, one in his ear, one in his forehead, three in his forehead. That's what Jalen Walker looked like in that funeral. And those guys have been placed on leave for a traffic stop. These guys aren't heroes. But they are sovereign citizens. Next hour, we're going to remind you about what the Uvalde people, the, the, the videotape that has come out where they were trying to sue to keep it from coming out. These are not your heroes, folks. The police departments, they do need to be defunded, but in a way where they're torn down and built back up from the, from the ground up. It's clear that these, these organizations around the country, it's not just one city, around the country are rife with corruption, are rife with Ku Klux Klansmen and white supremacists. And they purposely go into black neighborhoods and wreak terror. So tell me again about the Constitution, Fox News, 
phone news. Tell me again about how all men are created equal. We start, we've seen in stark contrast the difference of how white people are treated. I just gave you an example of a community in Chicago, 20 minutes away from Highland Park, who had 66 people killed, I mean shot, and eight people killed. Didn't hear a peep. But 20 minutes away in Highland Park, it was all over the news. What was the difference? Oh, those people in Highland Park were white. The people in south side of Chicago and west Chicago were black. They're throwaways. We'll take the top of the hour break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine. We here at joinedradio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to joinedradio.com for the program lineup, and while there, be sure to make a donation. Then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about joinedradio.com and if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show, let the professional writers and producers here at joinedradio.com help you get the word out. Call me at 615-554-0568 for more details. In the meantime, stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinedradio.com. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. 
Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah. Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products. That's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, second hour. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. We'd love to have you. We're talking a lot. We spent the last segment of the show talking about police and the response and the lack of response in black and brown communities. Uh, there's, there's more police news that we have to talk about, and unfortunately... <sighs> Man, why are we so stupid? Why, why, why are the American people so gullible? It just amazes me. I, I, I don't understand this. And, and I'm, I'm going to, later on in this, this hour, I'm going to talk about how even the Republican Party and politicians as a whole do this. Now they're getting ready to attack your, gull, gull, your gullibility again. We'll get to that later. Okay, but I've said over and over again that police in America, they are sovereign citizens. They are the only one that can commit crimes and can get away with it. They can retire with their pensions. They can go and work at other forces. We talked about it last week where Timothy Lohman, who wanted to be a, a uh, police officer in Tioga, Borough, Pennsylvania. I can't believe I can remember that. He's the one that killed Tamir Rice. 
arrived on the scene. Tamir Rice was out in the park playing with a pellet gun. It's amazing to me that, see, we, us growing up, we all, well, I didn't have a, a BB gun, but certainly my friends did. A lot of my friends did. We used to hunt squirrels. Yeah, and we shot a few birds, too. I'll, I'll be honest. Used to walk around in the street with the, I mean, the pump, I remember the pump pellet guns. Those pump BB guns, those were popular, man. Walked around in the street with them. Did target practice up on school parking lots, uh, on playgrounds. And here Tamir Rice was playing with the pellet gun in the park. The police show up. It was within four seconds that Tamir Rice was dead. And this piece of trash goes on to live his life, retires with his pension, and now he can go and be hired at another police department. These are your sovereign citizens, folks. These are your sovereign citizens. And we as an American people just sit back and allow it to happen. At some point, common sense has got to take over and say, hey, wait a minute. This is not really making any sense. It just really isn't. So, I say all that to say this. That if you haven't seen the latest footage released from the Uvalde people, the police department. Now, they're claiming that they were planning to release this footage anyway. This footage was released. It was leaked. They don't know who. The police are upset that it was leaked. He says, one of the officials, he says, I'm deeply disappointed this video was released before all of the families were who were impacted that day and the community of Uvalde had the opportunity to view it as part of the of Chairman Dusty Burroughs' plan. That was the Public Safety Director Stephen McCraw. But see, here's the problem. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's what they don't understand is that you all have been suspect, number one, when handling this entire thing with Uvalde. You've been suspect. Number two is that you have been slow to release information. People have been asking for it. People have been wanting answers. What we do know is that you surveilled and attacked a young woman who decided to go in and get her children while you all stood around and did nothing because it's clear now that's what y'all did. These guys were, go look at the video. All you got to do is Google Uvalde video. That's all you need. It'll pop up. They show the video from the time the gunman walks into the school. Because this, the schools are videotaped. You can see him walk in the school with his high-powered rifle. He flips his hair like it's no big deal. Walks down the hall, goes into the classroom. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> there was a child who saw him 
and kind of peeked around the corner. And you can see this child looking at the gunman walking down the hall with this rifle. A few minutes later, police come in. They're high-fiving one another. One guy thought it was, you know, maybe he was a germaphobe. He decided to get some of the hand sanitizer that was off the wall and rub that. You know, wanted to get that. One wanted his hands clean. Another guy was in there on his cell phone. Don't couldn't really tell what he was. I don't know if he was on Facebook, Twitter. Maybe he was on a dating site. I don't know. We couldn't tell. All the while, and by the way, as we've talked about before, they had they had blast shields. All of the things that they needed to storm that classroom. And they didn't. And you could hear the gunshots while they stood outside. Bunch of cowards, man. These are not heroes. You've been lied to. You've been bamboozled. You've been led astray. These are not heroes. At what point do you just storm in and say, hey, take me, but I'm saving some kids. And oh, by the way, word is, <clears throat> now this video is four minutes long. All right? And of course, parents are upset that the media published it, but the media did what they were supposed to do. You can't get mad at them. Yeah, look, you can be upset all you want, <clears throat> But the media is not the people you need to be mad at because if it's not for the media, guess what? This is a full-blown cover-up because they've been trying to cover it up from day one. They've been trying to cover it up from day one. So don't get mad at the media about this. They did their job. So it's sad. But here's the other thing about this. That these cops don't seem to care. They just don't seem to care. When you watch this video, they're just milling around out there. There are kids and they're being shot. They don't seem to care. High fiving one another. I mean, I don't get it. And the last last part of this is that word is that they were trying to sue because I'm assuming this board or whatever it is was going to release this video. That's what they're saying. But the police was trying to sue to keep the video from being released. Why would you not want the video to be released? Because could it possibly be showing that you did nothing? that you didn't care, that kids were dying? Is that why you didn't want it released? That shows you alone that these police are need to be fired. All of them. All of them. When you get to a point, and we're almost because the state of Arizona just ruled that you have to be outside of eight feet to film the police. By the way, that was that law was written and put forth by an ex-police officer. All the more reason why they shouldn't be politicians.
Accountability is everything for police. It's everything for the American society. That's why the First Amendment is so important. And we see over and over again where there are people who would counterstruck that amendment or the Constitution as a whole just to make themselves feel comfortable, just to make themselves look good when history shines its light upon them. This is not a good look for America. It never has been. It never will be. This is sad. These people are paid to protect. They're not. If I don't do, I'm paid to do a certain job. If I don't do my job, I lose my job. Why aren't the police the same? It makes no sense to me. None whatsoever. I'm just wondering. I just, how long are we going to tolerate this? This is on the American people. The American people are the ones who continue to allow police to walk around as sovereign citizens. And they are. And you might be on wondering, um, what is a sovereign citizen? I'm glad you asked because I think we need to understand what that is. Because I've noticed that in the media, certain people will get arrested and they'll call, the media will call them sovereign citizens. That's what they'll call them. All right? So let me see if I can give you some. So <clears throat> just quickly, sovereign citizens, it's a citizen movement uh, a loose grouping of primarily American litigants, activists, tax protesters, uh, financial scheme promoters, and conspiracy theorists who claim to be answerable only to particular interpretations of the common law and, and not, to, not to be subject to any government statutes or proceedings unless they consent to them. The sovereign citizen movement is one of the main contemporary sources of pseudo-law. But I want to stick with this part right here, okay? Who claim to be answerable only to their particular interpretations of the common law and to not be subject to any government status, statutes or proceedings unless they consent to them. Sounds like a police to me. In other words, sovereign citizens think that they, 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 don't, they don't have to follow the law, common law, the way all of us do. They can do what they want because they're sovereign citizens. Sounds like a police to me. I don't know about you. Sounds like a cop to me. I'm just saying. Every one of those cops need to be fired. In fact, those let's go back to the story from Chicago. 
Why are those cops still on the on, on the force? And here's and what really irritated me about that piece is that they knew they were at the wrong house, and then three weeks later they go back to that same house, knowing that that the person that was on the warrant did not live there. That was the wrong address, but they went back as an intimidation tactic. They told those kids that they were going to come back, and just to prove their point, they did. That's some BS, boy. And if I wasn't on this show, I'd say a lot worse than that. That's terrible. It really is. 855-525-5683 is the number. When we come back, we want to we're going to we're going to give all praise to the 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 Christians who welcome Satan into our midst. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinetradio.com. I'm David W. Coleman, host of Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine. We here at JoinEdRadio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to JoinEdRadio.com for the program lineup, and while there, be sure to make a donation. Then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about Join at radio.com and if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show let the professional writers and producers here at joinedradio.com help you get the word out call me at 615-554-0568 for more details in the meantime stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinedradio.com hello to quality time at marco's Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sautéed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. 
Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinEdRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let JoinEd Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social game? gathering join at radio is for you do you preach or teach do it right here on join call me dynamic dave at 855-525-5683 or go to join and review our great lineup of shows let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country call me dynamic dave at join at radio.com at 855-525-5683 i'll talk to you soon Welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. We hope you join us. Send me an email at blackfocusradio.gmail.com. I'm there as well. Uh, The last couple of segments, we're going to talk about um, satanic prayer. And we're going to talk about this new move. And I knew it was going to come. This new move by some in the Republican circles to try to point out heroes in the January 6th. Now that it's gone bad, now they want to start saying, well, you know, if it wasn't for so-and-so, so-and-so, where would we be today? Go sit your ass down somewhere. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But this segment, I want to talk about separation of church and state. We've talked about this before. I think most of you all know my feelings on this. I don't care who you worship. I don't care what you identify as, what religious sect. I just don't care. I... I don't walk around with my religion on my sleeve. I'm a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person. And no, I'm not Christian. Have you seen their history? You want to be that? I'm just saying. So I'm not any of that. But if that's what you want to do, you see, to me, that's one of the many things that, you know, the dichotomy of their, their personal lives, the founding fathers, and what they wrote in a document, it just, 
it's almost illogical. It is illogical when you think about it, but it has worked for over 200 years. And there's a reason why it was set up that way. We've seen governments around the world who foster one religion or the other. But there are so many religions in this world. Who's to say that yours is better than someone else's? So I don't care if you worship rocks. I don't care if you worship cars. I don't care if you worship women, money. I don't care. Whatever your God is, and that's is that what makes your, make, makes your butter melt? Fine with me. I ain't got a problem with it. The only problem I have is when you start trying to push your religion on me. I got a problem with that. Because most of the time, your pushing is is based on nothing because you are you have fallen short yourself. This is how we get in trouble. This is how the Salem witch trials took off. There were no witches. <laughs> Never was. Because some some authority had identified himself as the authority on what a witch is and what they do. Quite a few women were killed, burned at the stake because of that. But see, the founding fathers made it clear that this is, this, you know, there are some who try to say that, oh, well, you know, that we are a Christian nation over no, and not. Benjamin Franklin was an atheist. They made it clear this that it was about religious freedom. It had nothing to do with Christianity. There's nothing in the Constitution that even talks about Christianity. It was based on religious freedom. And I'm offended that the Supreme Court or anyone else, a, a Republican, Democrat, I don't care uh, a who you crat, would try to pretend that the Constitution was something other than what it is and what it said as it relates to separation of church and state. You see, the separation of church and state is essential for our democracy. There are three branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. The church ain't one of them, folks. The church is not one of them. So stop this, this what, what you're really doing, those who claim to want to bring more people to Christ, I'm going to be honest with you, what you're doing, you're turning a lot of people off. You're turning a lot of people off. And now you've got some, some, some right-wing zealots on the Supreme Court, and they done went off the deep end. We talked a little bit about the, the, the football coach who was barred from praying at school. And, and, you know, this was settled law too. But it's pretty clear to me that any settled law is open law now with this right-wing Supreme Court. So now you say, okay, this guy can pray. All right. We, we saw this here, right here in Arkansas years ago. 
We saw it right here in Arkansas years ago. Now, guess what? Satanists now want to pray at football games. They want to play at they want to pray at football games. And you know what? If we do now, here's what's going to be interesting. Here's what's going to be interesting, okay? Are we going to let them? Uh, now, when they sue, when they sue, what's going to happen? When it goes to the Supreme Court, what's going to happen? What's going to ha- I'm just curious. I'm trying to pull up this story here. And this... Uh, I want to see the date more than anything else. I don't know why it's not coming up. Um, but, oh, it's not a link. I'm sorry. The, uh, the Ten Commandments Monument is an outdoor monument installed on the Arkansas State Capitol grounds in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. Let me, let me go back. Let me go a little further. All right. The monument was uh, uh, is being challenged by the ACLU. Uh, I, I was hoping that this story would follow up with the Satanist. Okay. So what happened? They installed the Ten Commandments. And they were sued. And then this Satanist said, hey, look. Yeah, this was back in 2018. So check this out. August 16th, 2018. And this is from the Associated Press. The Satanic Temple unveiled its statue Thursday of a goat-headed winged creature called Baquanet during the First Amendment rally at the Arkansas State Capitol to protest a Ten Commandments monument already on the Capitol grounds. Which with Satanists, atheists, and Christians among those in attendance, several speakers called for the removal of the Ten Commandments monument or for the government officials to install Baphomet as well. The Satanic Temple said the Ten Commandments monument violates the Constitution of free freedom of religion, uh, re- religion rights that uh, and that the installation of their statue would demonstrate religious tolerance. Okay? That was in 2018. All right? So what's going to happen now? All you constitutional lawyers, what's going to happen? What 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 happens? Uh, and it's funny because I posted, uh, so guess what? To, to show you the ignorance of the American people. I posted this meme that someone sent. It says, attention patriots. Arabic numbers are being taught in our public schools. Arabic numbers. I'm going to let that sit with you and let that marinate for you. You'll get it in a moment. But back to the separation of church and state thing. 
what's going to happen if I want to, if some of my players are Jewish and I want to send out a rabbi to pray? Is that going to be okay? What if I have a Jewish kid, an Arab kid, a Christian kid? That sounds like a joke. They all go into a football stadium. Yeah, whatever. What if I have those? And each one of them want to pray. And by the way, how long should these prayers be? Well, should, the, should the coach be the only one that can pray because he's the coach? But what if other people come around who are Christians? Don't I have a right as a Muslim or a Hindu or a... Now, we know those guys, not many of them play sports, at least football. But don't I have a right to have, you know, if I'm praying for safety, if I'm praying that I don't get hurt, nobody gets hurt, do I not get to call up on Allah and say, you know, Allah, Allah the, the, the powerful and merciful, you know, whatever prayer that that is. Do I not get to call upon my Hindu gods? Do I get? Do I not get to call upon my Buddhist gods? Just to, to, I mean, a Christian prayer doesn't do anything for me because I'm not Christian. I'm Muslim. I'm Chinese. I'm Chinese American. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Indian American. This is a problem, folks. This is where, if I'm religious people, if I'm Christians, I go balls to the wall and say, hey, look, we don't need this. This is wrong. You have a certain, and, and the irony is that these people who are trying to confess Christianity on everyone else are the lowest of the low, many of them. Racist, angry, don't believe one word of that damn Bible. Because if they did, we would not be in the predicament that we're in. They are the same people that stormed the Capitol on January 6th. They are the same people who were who are the who are, are, are products of the Dixiecrats. All of those people, even as I talked about the founding fathers early in the show, all of those people called themselves good people. Christian people, most of them. Because some of the founding fathers, as I said earlier, were atheists. But they tried to live on Christian principles. Went to church every Sunday. Yet, Sunday evening, they were raping their slaves. Or killing their slaves. Or beating their slaves. Just whatever the, the mood was that day. So these people who are calling themselves Christians have done nothing to show because faith without work is dead. I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm not a preacher. I told you I'm not a Christian. But I watch what you do. I watch what you say. And much of the hypocrisy is just so overwhelming. This is why when you look at polls and statistics, more and more people are leaving the church because of that hypocrisy. And you're not going to tell me that one, one political party has, has one way. It's almost, well, and, and this just hit me. 
You're not going to tell me that one political party has a, a some type of conduit to God and the other one doesn't. That's what the Republican Party thinks. And it's almost like slaves and their masters. Slaves and masters pray to the same God. Masters thought that they were endowed by inalienable rights through God, through Christianity, to rape, murder, and kill slaves and sell them and use their skin and their bones for artifacts. Oh my God, folks, y'all need to go and look and read and find out what they used to do to some of our people. It was horrific. Go back and read what they used to do, what they did to Nat Turner's body. Oh my God. These were horrific people who protested Christianity. This is why I've been telling people when they talk about, well, you know, uh, when we had prayer in schools, schools were much better. That's a damn lie. No, it wasn't. Prayer had nothing to do with it. And schools were terrible, especially for black kids. Why if if prayer was so wonderful, why did we have to have why do we have to go through desegregation? Why weren't black kids and white kids going to school all together at the same time? Prayer had nothing to do with it. That's just a bunch of malarkey. Y'all pray to the same God. This is kind of this it's the same dynamic. Is that Republicans are praying to one Christian God and Democrats are praying to another Christian God. Whose God is right? This is why they're dangerous. This is why they're dangerous. And we continue to allow them to manipulate us. And that's the amazing thing about it. We continue to allow it. I've said over and over again, for someone to say American exceptionalism, where is it? It's gone. In fact, I'm going to be told honestly, we never had it. Because anytime that you can enslave a people and then fight to keep it hidden and then don't want to pay those people for that enslavement, something's said wrong with your country. You cannot tell me that you're going to live up to what the founding fathers said in, that, in the Constitution of the United States when you refuse to acknowledge what you've done to a group of people. That's why that piece in Black Facts was so important. That's why I wanted to play it because I wanted you to hear that this government, no matter what it did, it targeted black people for the negative. This government has never had black people's interest at heart. Even in the worst of times, I'm just saying this is ridiculous. So now y'all are upset. Y'all don't understand that what this is going to bring between separation of church and state is that you're going to have all kinds of nutbags coming out the woodwork saying, hey, I want this recognized as my religion. And it's going to be interesting to see because I know there's a case that's going to wind its way to the Supreme Court. And when that happens, where will we be? Because they basically already ruled that this coach could say a prayer. 
I want the Muslims to come out and say a prayer. I want this to happen. It needs to happen. Because what they're finding out while passing these laws, that many of the American people don't agree with them. Now all of a sudden Republicans are scared that oh, we've, we've overreached, especially with this abortion issue. Now I've told you my side of the story as it relates to abortion, but I'm going to tell you, if women are true to their word, Republicans have overreached. They're going to be in trouble this fall. We haven't seen any response to that yet at the ballot box, but it's coming. Let's see. Let's see how angry white women are. Because we forget that it was white women who put Donald Trump in the office. It is white women that you can directly point to them, them supporting Donald Trump and where we are today with January 6th. White women. Let's not forget that. So now, have you overreached with the religious thing? Let's see what happens. I believe in the Constitution. Although it wasn't written for me, but if it's done the way it's, it was written, then it can work. The problem is there are so many people trying to undermine it. So many white people trying to undermine it because they don't believe in it. That's pretty clear now. They don't believe in the Constitution of the United States. Where along our history has white people, the majority of them saying, hey, okay, let's fix this thing. They should have been educating black people at the end of the Civil War. They should have been, they should have given the 40 acres and a mule. They never did. What they did was put in place things legally and illegally to subvert and to destroy the black community. That's just the bottom line on it. That's just it. That's, I don't know what else you can say. So now, you're at a crossroads here. This satanic thing is real. I'm going to say, where's my popcorn? I'm going to sit back and eat my popcorn. Because now you've really overreached. This clearly shows you that many of these people don't even understand the Constitution. Many of these people don't even realize that the fact that they can worship the way they do is because of the Constitution. There are, in the black community alone, you've got, you've got Baptists, you've got CME, you've got AME, you've got AME Zion, you've got all of these different sects just in the black community alone. And then you go in the white community, the missionary Baptists and, and, and all these other sects that you have, you are able to worship God the way you think you should worship God because of separation of church and state. So now, if we begin to mold this into one thing, what happens? How many times have you had a, had a preacher who was at one church and decided that the preacher that was at the church wasn't leading the clock the way he wanted, and he left and went and started his own church and taught the Bible the way he felt he could teach the Bible? That happens all the time in black churches, and it happens in white churches. It happens all across the country. The fact that you have religious freedom, it allows you to do that. If you did not, if there's one state-issued religion, then that one person at the top of the, the chain can decide whether or not you can preach. They still do that now inside churches, but at least they are separate, separate entities. Right now, 
the way the Republican Party and many quote-unquote Christians want is that everybody got to be a Christian. Who's going to govern that? Who's going to determine what's a Christian and what isn't a Christian? How's that going to work? Who, who will, will, will missionary Baptists get favor over Baptists? What about Kojic? Do, do they get favor over, over Church of God? I'm, you see the slippery slope that we're on? You probably never looked at it from this point. But there are so many religions in this country. I mean, what about the snake, snake worshipers? What about the sun worshipers? I'm just saying. What if all these people wanted to go and pray at a football game? Because that's what, that's what this is really all about. What if they all want to go pray at a football game? Based on the ruling, they can. What if they say we're Christians? This is how we this is how we were brought up to worship. We Christian, we believe in, in the blood of Jesus Christ, but this is how we do it. Forget about whether or not that person is a Muslim or a, a, a Buddhist or whatever. What if it's just a different sect of Christians? What what what, what 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 if what if it's Quakers? Well, 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 wait a minute. What if what if the, the the local padre wants to bring his his nuns and they pray at the end of the game? Is that okay? This is a problem, folks. This is a serious problem. All right, one more segment to go. When we come back, we'll just I, I've got to weigh in on these. These no good Republicans. Save face at all costs. Destroy the country. But we're going to save face doing it. Back in a moment. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinedradio.com. Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. 
Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 1553. We're open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joinnetradio.com. Welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. We'd sure like to have, you know, if ands or buts about it. Our last segment of the show today, we're spending our time talking a little bit about the Republican Party. Uh, I don't think there's been a group in, in my history that has been more disgusting of course, I came in on the back end of the segregationists and the Dixiecrats. Of course, they certainly fit up there as well. But when you talk about courage or the lack thereof, this, this stanza of the Republican Party, this iteration, is probably the worst. The, I mean, the most despicable. And I shouldn't be surprised considering the fact that we understand its roots, its roots is in the Dixiecrats, the bigots and the racist. I'm just calling it like it is, and I know people don't like it when I do that, but I'm just being real with you. When you when you have senators, when Barack Obama is elected, the first black president, you would tend to believe that that would have been applauded. Yeah, it, he's from another party, but at the end of the day, We've made a. We've had a great milestone in the history. We maybe we are gonna see this more perfect union that we that that the founding fathers talked about, and you also lovingly like to refer to. But then you have a secret meeting the day before the inauguration, and state that your main mission was to make sure that this president, this black guy, this nigger has no successes. So, 
you build up to what we had on January 6th. All of this is a culmination of that. We're, we're going to flaunt the standards, Mitch McConnell, when you didn't allow Barack Obama to have his nominee. We're going to flaunt the standards. And do it our way. We're, we're not going to follow the rule of law. We're going to say that, yeah, we're for the rule of law, but we're not going to follow it until you elect someone like Donald Trump who, okay, y'all not going to follow the rule of law? Well, I'm, I'm a class A lawbreaker. How y'all like me now? And not one of you all stood up against him in the four years that he dragged this country down the gutter. Not one Republican. Well, maybe, well, let's say, well, they didn't stand up. Everybody wants to talk about how great Liz Cheney is. Where was Liz Cheney three years ago? Hello? It wasn't until January 6th happened Late in the Trump camp, late in the Trump presidency, that all of a sudden you started hearing from Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, and maybe once or twice Mitt Romney. Y'all aren't heroes to me. Everybody wants to push you out there and say, oh, these people are great. But no, they're not. But furthermore, not and that includes none of the people that were on Donald Trump's staff. Pat Cipollone testified yesterday and said, hey, look. I think Mike Pence deserves the Medal of Freedom for what he did on January 6th. Well, what the hell you do before January 6th, Mike Pence? You allowed this to go on. Now, all of a sudden, these Republicans want to try to create heroes that stopped the proceedings. Here are guys who didn't even want to testify. It's not like y'all came on and said, hey, look, here's what happened. You had to be subpoenaed. You didn't voluntarily come. These aides that are testifying, although this is horrific, now that we're understanding what happened on January 6th and the lead up to January 6th, but these people that are testifying, they didn't come on their own. They didn't call someone and say, hey, look, here's what happened. They were forced. And now you want to claim that Mike Pence is some type of hero and any others who were forced and subpoenaed to testify? You want to claim that they're heroes? Man, you have a low standard of what heroism is. We cannot let this stand. Pat Cipollone is no hero. I know Mike Pence is trying to, trying to gird himself and be ready to run for 2024. Mike Pence is no hero. Mike Pence enabled Donald Trump. Mike Pence stand, stood by while he tried to destroy this country, while he attacked minorities, while he attacked black women, while he attacked women, while he attacked voting rights. Mike Pence is no hero. Mike Pence, even when he was governor of Illinois, I mean of Indiana, refused to help the, the state of Illinois stop gun violence. Mike Pence, all he can offer up is hope and prayers that fall on deaf ears. 
And for Pat Cipollone to suggest that Mike Pence is some kind of hero is an abomination. In fact, it's an insult to what happened on January 6th. Mike Pence needs to go by the wayside as all of these Republicans. At, in, at the end of the Civil War, there were multiple congressmen and senators expelled from that body because they supported the Confederacy. We now know that Jim Jordan was in this little secret meeting along with others. These people need to be expelled from this body. You want to make it work? You want it? You you want to say it stands up for whatever the the the, the Constitution is? You want to say that's what it's about? Then they got to be expelled, folks. Mike Pence. Leslie, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, these people have no business being in office. They have no business living on the taxpayers' dollars when you try to destroy what the taxpayers hold dear, and that's the Constitution of the United States. This is an abomination. You want, you want the democracy to stand what it stands for? Then you tell me that no man is above the law? I just told you that police are. So now you're going to tell me Republicans are? Spirituality was here before religion and was here. And that foreigners turned spirituality in religion and turned the religious, the religions against each other. And said that God ordained what they were doing, therefore making God a bigot and an accomplice to their deeds. Y'all have a great day. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.